Hey, this is Lily, and welcome to Master Leadership at Innovations in Leadership Podcast with Michael Newman. Hey, this is Mike with Innovations in Leadership. Welcome to the podcast. We're focused on leadership and helping you increase your capacity as a leader. If you haven't already done so, download the show notes at innovationsinleadership.com slash podcast. This is part two of how to improve your communication skills. In our last episode, we talked about the keys of communication, how to communicate more effectively with your team based upon your personality style and theirs. In this episode, we're going to continue that discussion to help you understand a bit more about how our personality styles impact us as leaders and how we can communicate more effectively with our teams. So were you able to apply some of those concepts? Could you see, hear, even maybe feel the difference as you attempted to communicate and connect with someone with a different personality style? It can be clunky at times, but when you continue to work on it, it becomes natural to you. Are you finding yourself in those difficult conversations in the new now? With all that's taking place around us, those conversations we have with people we lead sets the tone on how they're going to respond or react. Different personalities are going to respond or react in different ways to whatever the situation is. So in this episode, we're going to look into two additional styles, the words that they like to hear and don't like to hear, so we can communicate more effectively with them. And we're going to learn a little bit more about each style, what their needs are, and help you discover where you may have a blind spot and how to overcome that. You know, I talk with people from time to time that when they're in a stressful situations or they're in a conflict, they're not always at their best. Does that happen to you recently? I know for me, it's about mentally taking a step back when that happens and asking myself, what was the source of this? How much do I own in this situation, and what can I do to diffuse it? Those quick three mental checks are going to shift your thinking a little bit and move you out of that conflict conversation into a resolution conversation. As we learn more about personality styles, about ourselves, we can begin to develop other strategies in our communication and the way we communicate with and to people. It's so critical to how people hear us and understand. In the last episode, we talked about being able to determine a person's style with two very simple questions. Do you remember those? Here they are. Are you more outgoing or reserved? And are you more focused on people or tasks? Those two simple questions will help you understand people. So it's important to note that generally people fall into either an area of either being more outgoing or be more reserved to some degree or another. So on your worksheet from the show notes, you'll see that circle in the middle of the paper. If you don't have the show notes, just draw a circle in the middle of your page, about an inch and a half to to two inches. At the top, write the word outgoing on the top of the circle. And below the circle at the bottom, write the word reserved. Then draw a horizontal line through the middle of the circle. So at the top of your circle, It should say outgoing. At the bottom of the circle, it should say reserved, and you have a line through the middle of the circle. Now, as you're looking at the circle on the right side, outside the circle, write the word people. And on the left side, outside the circle, write the word task. Then draw a vertical line through the center of your circle. So now you've got four quadrants in that circle. Now, what I want you to do 
is to do the following. In your show notes, this is already there, but if you're drawing this out, as I've just suggested, you have the circle, and inside there are those four quadrants. And we're going to place the letters D, I, S, and C in those. And so where do you fall? If you're outgoing task-oriented, you're in that upper left-hand quadrant. That's the D, the dominant personality style. Moving to the right, if you're outgoing people-oriented, that upper right quadrant, that's an I. Put an I in there for the inspiring personality type. So if you're the reserved people-oriented individual in that lower right quadrant, write the letter S. Those are the supportive personality styles. And then in the fourth quadrant, the reserved task-oriented individuals, you're going to place the letter C in that quadrant. Those are the cautious type. So wherever you fall in those four areas is great. You contribute to your work, your family, your community by being you. So if you want to find out more about this, take an actual DISC assessment. You can go to innovationsandleadership.com slash DISC dash resources and find the link to purchase your own online assessment. It's about communication, decision-making, how to deal with things under pressure, and even let you know about your blind spots. So in the last episode, I told you about how I wish I'd had this information I'm sharing with you earlier in my career and how it's really helped me in connecting with people and leading teams. You see, we all have a personality style that's different from most everyone else. That's how you're created. That's how you're wired. It's also your preferred communication style. You see, each style has keys that unlock their communication and performance. And these are easy to remember, simple clues that can help you as you work with your teams. So each of us has these four predominant styles, and each of them have a secret fuel that drives people every single day. The thing they live for, the thing they have to have. And if you're a leader, you can provide that for your team members. If you can meet them where they are, you can talk their language. That's the best employee retention program ever. Why? Because you care enough to communicate with them in their language. They might not consciously think about it that way, but it makes a huge difference for you and for them. So what are those secret fuels again? I suggest you write these down because once you have this down, it'll make a significant difference for you and your team. So here they are, the D. Their secret fuel is getting results. They've got to get things done. The I, their secret fuel is having fun. They've got to laugh. They've got to joke around during the day. The S's, their secret fuels are peace and harmony. Notice they have two, peace and harmony. If they have conflict during their day, it needs to be resolved before they go home. Otherwise, they're going to take it with them and they're going to struggle with it all evening through the night, and into the next day. The C's, they actually have three secret fuels. Quality answers, value, and being correct. So how do you leverage this with them? We've all heard it's not about what you say, it's about how you say it. But it's not just about tone, which is important. It's not just about body language, which is really important too. The fact is, it's actually the words you choose to use. Yes, choose to use. In the last episode, I gave you a scenario for you to think about, about a supervisor or one of your board members. I asked you to identify if they were more outgoing or reserved and more focused on people or tasks. They're going to fall in that outgoing task-oriented, outgoing people-oriented, 
reserve pupil-oriented reserve task. And that little circle we have, the D, the I, the S, and the C. And because you know this about them, there are words they like to hear and words they don't like to hear. So the scenario is this, that your supervisor or board member comes to you to check on the status of the last quarter results that are going to be presented to the entire group at the end of the week. I shared with you that the words that we use are so important and how we communicate with them. So you can go back to episode six and pick that up at innovationsandleadership.com slash podcast and learn about those two styles, the D and the S style. In this episode, we're going to look into the words the I and the C styles like to hear and don't like to hear. And we'll use that same scenario for consistency. So if your board member or your supervisor is predominantly that I style, outgoing people oriented, the words they like to hear are fun and creative and friendly and variety and flexible and popular. The words they don't like to hear are plan, schedule, agenda, budget, commitment, alone, and timetable. So how do you communicate with that I personality? Remember, this person's dropped in to check with you on your progress. So here's what I would say to an I personality type. This is how you communicate with them about the last quarter results that are going to be shared on Friday. So here's what I would say. Let me tell you, this has been a fun project. We'll have the results you need by Friday and we'll share those with you in a creative ways about how we've improved our results. After a friendly discussion about the variety of ways to improve our results, the team, the team, they developed three of the most popular ones that brought about our success. I know you're going to really enjoy the presentation on Friday. Okay, got it? Got the feel of that? Hear the words? See how we make that connection? Now let's listen to what they don't want to hear. And again, not only are you listening to this, but you're also trying to feel and hear what's being said and see how that person's going to respond. So here's what they don't want to hear. I know this is on the agenda for Friday, and, and we'll meet the scheduled timeline, no doubt about it. My team's committed to bring forward the report, including the details of our plan, with a schedule on how we were able not only to meet the budgeted goals, but actually how we exceeded them. We did it by holding firm to our commitment of only three new methods. Though at times I felt alone on this, in the end... With my rigid approach, the team pulled together, and I know you'll be pleased with the results. So can you hear the difference right away? Can you feel the difference? Could you actually see that I personality, how they may have responded to what was being said? So now I want you to hear this same conversation with a supervisor that's the C-type personality, that cautious personality being their predominant style. The words that a C likes to hear are precise analysis, structure, rules, proven, details, quality. Those are the words they like to hear. Words they don't like to hear are spontaneous and flexible, unscheduled, faster, small errors, hurry, and failure. Those are the words they don't like to hear. So that same scenario, a different person you're adjusting your conversation to. Here's what I would say. We've analyzed the details for you. And with the knowledge of the team, we've structured our presentation for Friday that I know you're really going to like the details of. I know how the meeting's structured, and I know how precise we need to be with the schedule to share the accurate results from our last quarter. The team will share three specific methods that have brought about our success. So what they don't want to hear is this. I, um, 
I didn't realize uh, this was coming up this week. Hey, we'll hurry and get this going along. We had a couple of failures along the way, but but we have three ways that we can share with the group on Friday. We might be a little unorganized in our approach, but overall, you really are going to be pleased with our results. Just so you know, given the short timeline, we may not be completely accurate with the data. There may be some small errors. But hey, be spontaneous, be flexible. You know that's my motto. These are examples about how the words we use are crucial to how people hear us. You know, I was working with a team of five leaders a couple of months ago. It was really an unusual group to have a team of five where most of them had a very similar personality style. But you know, you would think with a similar personality style, they'd be able to to work well together, wouldn't you? So what was their biggest issue? Do you know what it was? It wasn't about the structure of the organization. It wasn't about the mission, the vision, the values, or the goals of the organization. It was all about communication. You see, what we hear, what we feel, is our perception. And our perception is our reality. So as leaders, we need to be able to step back from our preferred communication style to adjust our styles to others. So why did this group have such a difficulty with communication? It was because they were so similar, they assumed a lot of things based upon their thinking. Even when you're similar, you have to think about how you're going to communicate, what are going to be the outcomes, what are going to be the goals of what you want to achieve. So why is this important? Why is this personality stuff and how we communicate so important? Because it will make us more effective as leaders. It's important to note a couple of other things about these predominant personality styles. Just like the words that they like to hear or not like to hear, there are also other areas where we can be more aware of to improve how we communicate with them. Being aware of a few additional things can really accelerate that connection. So here's some of those things that will help you out. These are in your show notes. As a D personality, they want to know the what. They seek control, they're decisive, they're direct, and they're results-oriented. But they've got some fears, too. And what's their biggest fear? Being taken advantage of. As an I-personality style, they want to know the who. They're inspiring, they're interactive, they're interested in people, they like the spotlight. So do you know what their biggest fear is? It's rejection or losing approval. As an S-personality style, they want to know the how. They're team-oriented, they're supportive, they're steady, they're stable. Their greatest fear is the loss of security and confrontation. And as a C personality style, they want to know the why. You know, they're competent, they're cautious, they're careful planners, and their greatest fear? Being criticized. Their fear is criticism. So I've provided you with some insights into yourself and, and those you interact with, those you lead. If you want to find out more, you can take the assessment. It's a strengths-based assessment of you. It's all about you. It'll assist you in understanding more about why you react or respond in different ways and also help you understand better those that you work with and care about the most. You know, we all have blind spots, too. You know, each personality type has them. And if you're saying, ah, come on, Mike, I don't have blind spots. Well, let me tell you this. They're called blind spots because you can't see them. So here's a bit of good news. From the predominant style, I want to share with you what some of those blind spots commonly are and how we can correct them. Remember those secret fuels? They can also drive our blind spots. 
So a D's personality, that outgoing task-oriented, they're all about getting things done. That's their secret fuel. It can create a blind spot about caring for people. So if you're a D, consider this. Put people before your goals. Slow down and listen to other people's ideas and opinions. That will help you overcome the blind spot. Eyes, those are those outgoing, people-oriented individuals who like to have fun. So what do they need to do to overcome their blind spot? They need to listen more. They need to focus on deadlines and milestones because having fun sometimes gets in the way of the deadlines and the milestones. If you're an S personality type, these are the supportive people. Their secret fuel, remember, was peace and harmony. They're steady and they like the status quo. Their blind spot then is, is being steady in the status quo. They need to learn to accept change and balance the needs of others with their own. They actually need to be able to say no from time to time. And so what are the C's blind spots? Remember the C's, those are those reserved task-oriented individuals. They have those three secret fuels. Quality answers, value, and being correct. What will help them overcome their blind spots? Focus more on excellence, not perfection. That need to be correct is a perfection item. So focus on the excellence. And then set some time limits for analysis in order to reach deadlines. C's can overanalyze things. So set some timelines with it, some time limits so that you can reach the deadlines. You know, I want you to continue to grow. I want you to continue to develop your skills and talents as leaders. And DISC is one of the most effective ways to gain insights into yourself and others. If you're interested in finding out more about your personality and how you can leverage your gifts and talents to help others be their best, you can go right there to innovationsandleadership.com slash disc-resources. The link is also in the show notes, and you can download those at innovationsandleadership.com slash podcast. Have a great rest of your week as you connect with people so you can communicate effectively and lead your teams to the next level.